Hello, family, friends, and listeners who will soon become friends. Welcome to the very first episode of Hashtags and Hangups. I am so super excited to be chatting with you all today. I've been talking about doing a podcast for what seems like the better part of forever. So shout out to this pandemic for finally making me make it happen. For those of you who don't know, my name is Cherie Lewis. I'm 36, live in Los Angeles, California, and enjoy long walks along the beach. (laughs) I've always wanted to say that. I kid, I kid. I mean, technically all those things are true, but more importantly, (laughs) I'm the youngest of three, the favorite aunt to many, and currently work as a corporate event planner for a women's clothing company based here in the LA area. And while LA is where I reside, Atlanta, GA will always be home and is the source of my Southern accent that will inevitably make an appearance. So hashtags and hangups, what is this all about? Well, it's a podcast dedicated to all of the random thoughts in my head, and there are many, (laughs) the current topics popping in my group chats and the occasional vents about the world we live in. Each week, I'll share a hashtag I'm currently following on Instagram and a personal hangup I'm dealing with. And those times when I'm feeling especially clever, those two things might even connect. Either way, my end goal will always be the same, to inspire conversation long after this recording ends. So let's dive in. My current Instagram obsession is, are you ready for it? Cake decorating videos. (laughs) And this obsession has led me to start following the hashtags cake tutorials and cake tutorial without the S. Guys, it's life changing. And I recommend you join me in this obsession. I mean, I now feel like I should be a contestant on the Netflix show Nailed It. Now, granted, I haven't actually baked or decorated a cake, but in my head, I am winning. So shout out to all you wonderful professionals out there showing us how it's done because you, my friends, have inspired the hell out of me. You've inspired me so much, in fact, that I promised my roommate and good friend that I would bake and decorate her a cake for her birthday. I mean, I I didn't actually end up doing it, but in my defense, that had a lot more to do with this coronavirus than me because apparently I'm not the only person who's decided to take up cake decorating as a hobby during this quarantine period. Y'all, I went to Target for supplies and came back with nothing. (laughs) But when outside does finally open back up and we get back to our semi-regularly scheduled programs, it's going down in the kitchen, okay? (laughs) Speaking of birthday cakes, My heart really does go out to all of the folks celebrating birthdays during these social distancing times. My circle is full of March, April, and May birthdays. And while my wallet admittedly is very happy, I know how much my crew likes to enjoy their special days. So virtual hugs to all of you postponing your celebrations. Word on the street, however, is that these Aries are planning to take over whenever the world does reopen. They don't care what season it is. So dear Leos, they're coming for you and they're not going to be denied. God help us all. (laughs) Oh, but that does remind me. I want to get y'all's thoughts on something, okay? 
Okay, so speaking of birthdays and baking and all that jazz, my niece Parker turned six last month and was supposed to have a Cupcake Wars birthday party at this really cute venue in Atlanta to celebrate. Now, admittedly, we scheduled the party before we realized the severity of the COVID-19 pandemic. But let me give you the abridged version and some background information so you can tell me what you think. Okay, so we reach out to the venue to inquire about availability for Saturday, March 21st. The venue gets back to us via email, says they have two time slots available. We pick the 3 p.m. slot and then ask about what the next steps are to get us locked in. The venue responds and says we need to pay a $250 deposit, which sidebar, kids are expensive, but that's a conversation I'm sure we'll have at a later time. Anyway, we pay the deposit and confirm the date and time. Within about 24 hours of confirming the date, we find out that a couple of Parker's friends couldn't make that weekend work. So we reach out to the owner to discuss some additional options, go back and forth a couple of times. And then finally, we land on Saturday, March 28th at 3.30. Parker's Pastries is going down. So by now, I'm sure you're all thinking the same thing. There's no way y'all had that baby a birthday party in the middle of a pandemic. And you're right. We did come to the very sad conclusion that we'd have to cancel Parker's party about a week or so after confirming the new date. Okay, so we reach out to the venue to officially cancel and request a refund for this $250 deposit. Now at this point, I think it's important to share that we haven't received any paperwork confirming the party and no one has signed any type of an agreement. All we have is an email we sent confirming the date and a confirmation from PayPal that the deposit was paid. Now remember, I work as a corporate event planner. So given the circumstances and the fact that I had just successfully gotten out of a hotel contract because of the same reasoning, which by the way, the deposit was way more than $250. Getting this $250 back for Parker's party was supposed to be a breeze. Do y'all know that that lady came back and said that deposit was non-refundable? I'm sorry, it, it excuse me? <laughs> but outside is closed, people are losing jobs, we're in the middle of a pandemic, on the verge of a recession, and you wanna keep a $250 deposit for a party we, we can't even have? Dear ma'am, please do better. So naturally, that wasn't acceptable for me. And anyone who knows Parker's mom certainly knows it wasn't going to fly with her. So we collaborate on the fiercest email. I'm talking with all the bullet points, theme setters, and reasoning. And very professionally, yet very matter-of-factly, let this lady know that we'd be expecting the refund expeditiously. Um, y'all, that lady came back and basically said, nope, not today. <laughs> so friends and small business owners, if you happen to be listening, I ask you, how would you have handled this situation? Would you have A, willingly or maybe even reluctantly given the refunded the money? Or would you B, have done the same thing this lady did and stuck to your policy? Hit the comments below and share. Would love to know your thoughts. Okay, let's move on before my blood pressure spikes. Okay, when I'm not watching um, cake decorating tutorials on Instagram, 
I've been using this time to kind of catch up on my personal life. Over the last few weeks, I've been spending quite a bit of time thinking about my both personal and professional goals. And I've started to really get hung up on this idea of manifestation. Now, while I understand how important mindset is when it comes to accomplishing things, I'm currently stuck somewhere between manifesting the things I want and the realization that just because I want something, no matter how badly, it doesn't necessarily mean I get to have it. And I have to tell you, it's an interesting headspace to be in. Um, I've been talking about this with a few people off and on. And if we're friends on Facebook, you may have even seen me post about this awkward to middle space a few weeks ago. Now, I'm sure most of you can relate, right? We've all had a relationship or a job or an experience that we've wanted more than anything. And you know when you really want something, right? Because you're willing to put in the work. Suddenly you become a good morning texter and your busy schedule starts opening up or almost overnight, you're okay with training that annoying ass coworker and mastering Excel now sounds like a pretty dope idea. See, we become motivated and the work no longer feels like a chore because we're working towards something we really want. We're okay putting in the work and making the sacrifices because, well, it's worth it. But what happens when you've been manifesting and putting in the work for over a year and you're still single or your career is stalled or you still haven't gotten pregnant? You see, that's it. That's that awkward in-between phase I'm referring to. The moment you realize how hard it is to hold on to something or someone or some idea when you know it may never work while simultaneously being afraid to let go because it's all you ever wanted. How are we dealing in that moment? Honestly, guys, for me, I've been having some serious conversations with God. As simple as it sounds, it's taken me about mm, three years or so of manifesting and longing for and working towards something to finally ask God if this is what he wants for my life. My prayer has legitimately become, dear God, if what I want is not a part of your plan for my life, please just remove the desire from my heart. Now, in all transparency, I'm still not really sure exactly what I should do. But I will tell you that I'm no longer in this anxious space about the decision. And that's that's a lot better than where I was before. So hit me up, tell me how you're dealing, and we'll connect more about this next week. In the meantime, stay safe, friends, and keep chatting both with me and each other. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. Peace.